What's good, everybody? Welcome into your daily sports betting show of record. We like to call it the early edge. We are powered by the almighty sports line, the best platform in all of sports betting. This is our week three NFL props special. And if you watched last week, you're still counting your money. What an incredible week we had. We have so many to get to. And as many of you know who watch the show, it's completely interactive. If you have a question and you have a question on a prop that you don't know about or you'd like our experts to talk about, just put it into the comment section and I will get to as many as we can. Also, let's pound that like button. When we get to 100 likes, I'm going to change a life. We're going to give away a year-long sub to Sportsline. If we get to 200, 300, you get my point. we got to pound that. Leave your Twitter handle in the comment section as well as we want to continue to help that algorithm and raise our YouTube page to become the number one page in all of sports betting. All right, let's bring in the stars of the show. First, he's been down. He's been out. He's been sick, but he's a gamer. And he is back today at Prop Stars on Twitter. Last week, 10 and 1 in his picks from Sportsline. Alex, welcome back to the early edge. How are you feeling, sir? I'm feeling good, Coach. There is nowhere else I'd rather be than chopping it up, talking props with you gentlemen today. And there's nobody else we'd rather have here because we love you. You're such an important part of the family. Now, we had him on a few weeks ago. He was incredible on our Futures episodes. You can see him all the time on Fantasy Football Today. Dave Richard. Hello, sir. What up, Coach? How are you? I wasn't around for the Week 2 prop show, and I was actually ticked off about it. (laughs) And uh, and I'm glad I wasn't, though, because the props I ended up playing cost me some money. Put in the time this week to come up with some more numbers that I really like. I think I'm going 5-0 and oh this week, Coach. I'm feeling really good about where I'm at with some of my favorite props. And if there's anything I know about you, that when you have a bad week, you're like a dog that gets backed into a corner. You come out fighting. Every time. Exactly. That's exactly what we're going to do today. All right, so we're going to rip through the games that my guys have their official plays on, and then we'll kind of sprinkle in questions you have from the comment section. So, guys, we got a lot to get to, and we only have an hour or less to get to it. So let's start uh, with Dave. I'm going to I'm going to give you the first pick today. We're going to go Bears and Browns. The Browns are giving a touchdown, seven. The total is 44 and a half. What do you like in this game? So everybody in fantasy land is excited about Justin Fields getting the opportunity to play. And the first number I went to, literally the very first number I went to see coach was his rushing prop. And it was 49 and a half yards. It was high. It's wow. too much for me, but I like that the books are thinking that way. I like that Caesar Sportsbook believes that he's got the chance to get right around 50 yards. That's five fantasy points. But then mm-hmm. something else stuck out to me about Justin Fields props. Over one and a half touchdowns, it wasn't minus 120. It wasn't minus 110. At Caesar Sportsbook, it was plus 150. And I got to tell you, if you go and watch his game last week against the Bengals, he should have had two touchdowns, Coach. Allen Robinson dropped one. Darnell Mooney dropped one. And that wasn't even in a full game. Remember, Dalton started that game for Chicago. Now it's Justin Fields for the whole game. We know that he likes to throw downfield a little bit more than Dalton does. This will not be a dink and dunk, timid Chicago-style passing game. I think we're going to see Justin Fields with a really good shot to get two touchdowns. I love that we're getting odds on it as well. Over one and a half touchdowns through the air for Justin Fields, plus 150. I love that way to start the show. Bring in the rookie quarterback and give him some confidence. Now, remember, remember, 
Mr. Dalton said, hey, he's going to be a really, really good quarterback, but this is my time. This is my time. Well, guess what, Andy Dalton? It's no longer your time. Have a seat, Justin Fields. And my prediction is he will not give up this spot for the rest of the season. All right. Now, next game, Ravens on the road, minus eight against the Lions. One Eastern in the family on CBS, the total sitting at 50. Alex, I'm going to start with you. Lamar Jackson, he's been sore. That hip, that I'll call it stupid. The stupid little somersault thing that he did into the end zone and all of a sudden he hurt his hip. Now they say he's going to play. He's going to be all right, but don't do it again. He said, I wouldn't change anything. I would do it again. That's why I love Lamar Jackson. What do you got in this game? Yeah, coach. So I've got Lamar under 27 and a half passing attempts. Um, He's been held under this total in 15 of his last 19 games dating back to the start of last season. That includes the playoffs. He averages 20.9 passing attempts per game throughout his career. Similar to the prop that I gave out last week, that was Baker Mayfield's under passing attempts. You can really correlate um, the, the Ravens winning to Lamar not having to throw the ball a lot. Um, the Ravens are nine-point favorites against Detroit this weekend. In games that the Ravens have won, that Jackson has started, he's been held under this total in 33 of 38 games. That's an 87% hit rate. Wow. Pretty awesome, right? Um, yes, it is. Yeah, so in his wins, he averages 21 attempts per game. I just expect them to handle the Lions with ease. They're going to um, you know, use the running back committee, Tyson Williams, Devontae Freeman, uh, Latavius Murray. Obviously, Lamar is going to get going as well. Yeah, I just expect this to be a run-centric offense, a run-centric um attack and I expect them to handle the lions and Lamar to be under 27 and a half passing attempts. My man, Stadia Wizzy in our YouTube comment section says what we all know every single day. Prop stars is the G O A T goat, goat, goat. Love when, when guys give you the love. Uh, all right, Dave, I know you're on a play in this game as well. Now I need to point out that week one, we gave out a van Jefferson first touchdown of the game plus 4,000. The very next night, we gave out Tyson Williams, first touchdown of the game, plus 1,200. Bang, bang, we hit them both. I know you're on Williams today. What do you got? So uh, this dovetails nicely with what Prop Stars gave us in terms of Lamar Jackson, and that's Tyson Williams going over 57 and a half rush yards at minus 110. I, I think the book is wrong on this one. I, I think that they put it way too low. This is a matchup where Tyson Williams, who, by the way, is clearly the most explosive running back in this Baltimore offense. He's not mm -hmm. the only one, but he's the most explosive one, Coach. And I expect him to continue to lead the way in terms of carries and opportunities against a Lions run defense that didn't look great in week one against the 49ers. And technically, they held Aaron Jones under four yards per carry in week two, but they still didn't do that well. By the way, they held him under four yards per carry. He still had 67 yards. We've seen Tyson give at least 65 rush yards in each game so far this season. I don't, I, whenever I see a line that looks off to me, I always get a little fishy. And that was yep. including on Thursday night when the sports book had DJ Moore at like 60 something yards, like 66 and a half yards. And I thought yep. it must know something I don't know. And I didn't bet it. And I wish I had, because he had that thing top by the end of the first quarter. This well, one's also going to be done by halftime. Tyson Williams, well over 56 and a half rush yards. Dave, this hurts. I mean, this hurts to my core because clearly you did not watch Early Edge live last night because if you had, you would have played. You went with DJ Moore. 
Of course we had it on the show last night. We banged that Good. number hard. The only thing the books didn't know is that it wouldn't cash in the first quarter. Because it cashed <laughs> in the first half. That's the only mistake they made. That's the only well, mistake I they made. Their generosity for sure. That, Very nice. That's all right. <laughs> it was, right? That was the easiest cash last night, period. Yeah. Of course, there was a ton of people that played every Christian McCaffrey prop. We told him on the show, too. Be very careful. And I got blasted on this real quick today on Twitter when I said, I said this last night, when you're very injury prone. Oh, coach, every player is one play away from. I said, you clearly, when you tweet this, you've never been an athlete. Because when you hurt a hamstring, you're more prone to hurt it again. When yep. you hurt a knee, you're more prone to hurt than an ankle. When you hurt an ankle, then it, 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 everything is connected. It's not just about, oh, they got hurt. It's the injuries that happen. And that's what happened to McCaffrey last night. So it's not as simple as, oh, he had three good years. No, he had like five or six different injuries last year. That's why this year, last night happened. That's, it happens to everybody. We see it all the time. That's why we're the pros and they watch us. Anyway, let's move on. I have a quick one. YouTube comment. Robert Woods, over 63 and a half yards. Alex, you want to take this one? Sure. Uh, Yeah, I would lean over on this. I think it's pretty accurate, though. Um, Yeah, I expect Woods to have a big game. He's going to challenge Tampa Bay's corners. Um, They're a little bit depleted in the secondary. Um, I like it. I do think Cooper Cup is going to continue to be the primary target for uh, for Matthew Stafford. Excuse me. Um, So, yeah, I'm looking more towards Stafford. But, yeah, I would lean over on this play. Doesn't it doesn't this number make sense to you if you've been watching Robert Woods for the first two weeks of the season and say under and this is the uh, why why should I go over 63 and a half yards 64 yards was the high of the season he had the last week he didn't even have 30 yards in week one. I think they're trying to goad you into taking the under on this one thinking that he hasn't done it yet when he should easily go over it. If you look at the track record of Sean McVay's offense against the Bucks, they played each other each of the past two seasons. 58 pass attempts and 61 pass attempts in the last two meetings against Tampa Bay. They don't even bother with that Bucks run defense. They're just going to take to the air. And now he's got Matthew Stafford. Woods is going to catch a ton of balls. He might get 100 yards. Yeah, Go ahead, just piggyback off what you said, Dave, there's not a lot of depth behind Woods and Cup. Um, yeah, I expect him to receive a ton of targets. Obviously, Tampa Bay has the best rush defense in the league. You're not going to beat them. Running the ball, the Rams also haven't looked good running the ball all season. I expect Stafford to throw a ton. And yeah, I expect Woods to be a beneficiary of that and have a good game. So with that being said, Hika Saito, YouTube comment, says, so if the Woods is the over, your thoughts, guys, on Cooper Cup under 85 and a half receiving yards at minus 115. Alex? Yeah, that's a high number. This opened, I think, around 69.5 or 70. Um, it's obviously shot all the way up. He had a monster first two weeks. He definitely looks to be Stafford's favorite target. Uh, he's running a lot of high percentage routes. I'm personally staying away from this number. I think it's high. Um, I'm not playing the under, but I'm also not playing the over. I would have played the over when it was down in the 70 to 75 range. This is high. So, yeah, I'm personally staying away. Um, but he could easily eclipse this total and what I expect to be, you know, a, a ton of yards and a ton of passing and a ton of throwing in this game. I would, I would stay away as well, but I do think if there is a side to this, that if you had to play it, it's still the over at 85 and it's got nothing to do with what he's done so far this season, which is the triple digits in each of his first two games. It's about what I just told you. The Rams are going to throw the ball a lot. And I think it's, I think it is nuts coach that Cooper cups over under is in the eighties. 
and Robert Woods is in the low six. <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, you know, I I I, I want to go put money on Robert Woods over right now. I think that one, that's where you should go. Not the Cooper Cup. Take whatever you're going to put on Cup. Add it to what you're going to put on Robert Woods. Go all in. I'm putting all my chips in on Robert <laughs> Woods. He's, he's going to be the one that's easily over. All right, we'll get to other YouTube comments in a section. Keep those questions coming. I'm writing them down. We'll get to as many as we can. Also, keep pounding that like button. It is so important. And put your Twitter handle in our comment section. There's a reason for that as we continue to build our community. Now, let's move on to our next game. Cardinals on the road at minus seven and a half. Uh, Jacksonville and all the stories that are coming out of Jacksonville right now, it's an absolute mess. Urban Meyer is proving that he has no idea what to do with the NFL game. He's even saying quotes like, I'm playing Alabama every single week. Well, no duh, Urban Meyer. This is the NFL. This is the NFL. So this game is one Eastern uh, uh, on Sunday. Again, minus seven and a half. The total sitting at 51 and a half. Uh, Dave, I know you like to play in this game. It's Carlos Hyde under seven and a half receiving yards. A silly line, a totally ridiculous line, a line that could be blown up on one catch. But the problem is, is that Carlos Hyde last week played only 13 snaps. He did run nine routes. He's run 23 routes over the course of the season. So I'm just playing the law of averages here, guys. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that Trevor Lawrence, who's clearly got an eye to look downfield and not necessarily to his running backs. We know about that in fantasy because James Robinson not getting the type of target share that we'd like him to get. And Carlos Hyde's playing way less now after week one. I don't even think that there's a chance that Carlos Hyde catches a football in this game. And if he doesn't catch a football, that means he has under <laughs> seven and a half receiving yards. It's minus 115. I will, t- or I'm sorry, it's minus 110. You save a little bit of money and you take Carlos Hyde under seven and a half receiving yards, effectively saying that you shouldn't even expect him to have a catch in the game. But I believe his over under on catches is one and a half receptions and it's juiced way against you. So if you just don't think he's going to catch the ball at all, just take this one minus seven and a half yards or not minus seven, under seven and a half yards. And here's the best part. Maybe he does catch a ball. Who says it's going for eight or more yards? yards Let him do it. It doesn't matter. He's not getting one. He's not getting eight yards in the game. That is so great. Real quick, I uh, we have a comment that, Coach, I keep hitting the like button, and it goes like, unlike, like, unlike. <laughs> Let me be very, very clear. You can only hit the like button once. I'm talking to the entire people that are viewing. I'm not telling each one of you to hit the like button repeatedly. <laughs> you can only I, I don't mean to laugh at you, but it's just funny. Just hit it once. If everybody hits it, we'll get to four, five, six hundred likes. Then everybody gets to win, and you get to help somebody else change their life and become a member of our family at Sportsline. So let me be very, very clear on that. Uh, all right, speaking, of, let's stay in that game real quick. We had a YouTube comment: Kyler Murray, uh, his prop over two hundred and eighty passing yards. Anybody want to take this one? Yeah, I'll take it, Coach. I don't know. I mean, I would lean over on this total. I'm definitely not going to be playing his under. Uh, at the same token, I don't know how much the Cardinals are going to need to throw to beat the Jaguars. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it's a pretty high total. He's clearly capable of going over. He's got the weapons. He's looked fantastic. But, yeah, the, the Jaguars do not look good. I think the Cardinals are going to get out, play a lead, possibly um, run some clock bleed some clock in the second half. So yeah, I'd personally stay away from this. If I had to choose, I'd lean over on it though. It, it does so, scream coach, a little bit. Go, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. 
I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, Coach. I'm just no. excited to, to get this out. I've got a brother-in-law who's in a confidence pool, and he makes the craziest picks, and he wins with them. He's taking Jacksonville to beat Arizona. And I'm not saying that you should do the same. It's your money. You do what you want with it. I would not do it because I think Jacksonville's secondary is absolutely ripe for the picking in this game. We have seen Kyler Murray go over this number in each of his first two games. It is a high number. I would probably stay away from it, but there's definitely a chance where all of his receivers could have some big plays in the game, and he ends up with 310, 320 yards. But it's it, it's a tough call. I just think it's interesting that my, my uh, idiot savant brother-in-law thinks that Jacksonville is going to find a way backs against the wall to beat Arizona, who's flying across the country for the game plan at one o'clock. Alex? Yeah, if there was ever a trap game, Dave, coach, I feel like, you know, the Cardinals are a young team. They're, they started off great 2-0. They're playing a team everyone expects them to win. Wouldn't surprise me at all to see Jacksonville win this game and sneak up on the Cardinals, who are obviously flying super high, feeling really confident, feeling themselves. I could see Jacksonville winning this game. Okay, and so now hold on a second. If, if we think that it's going to end up being a competitive game, that means Kyler should throw a lot. And then maybe and taking the over isn't such a bad idea after all? Sure. Yeah, I'd lean over if I had to choose. I mean, I think the most realistic range of outcomes is that they win the game by double digits. But I do think that, you know, they're a live dog. I do agree. At some point, they have to win a game. But they have lost 17 games in a row. Uh, so I would stay away from this because this is the NFL quarterbacks are really, really good at do, doing this uh, at getting that big lead and then doing those short two yard, three yard passes. And you'll look down at the box score. You're like, Oh, they must have a bunch of passing yards. It happened last week on Monday night football. You looked down at like 79 yards at halftime and he had three right. touchdown passes. Oh, it drives me bananas, bananas. All right, move on. Keep those comments coming. We'll get to as many as we can. I've got several more uh, to get to, but we got to move on to our next game. And this is a game I'm very, very interested in. Now, these are two teams that are tied for last in the AFC West, the Chargers on the road at Kansas City. Chiefs giving seven, total sitting at 54 and a half. You got to believe that Kansas City is seething about blowing that 11 point lead to the Baltimore Ravens because Andy Reid can't figure out you put it in Patrick Mahomes hands and you let him go down and score a touchdown and not play for a long field goal. With that being said, uh, Dave, let's start with you. What do you like in this game? One of my favorite stats from the week, and it took me a long time to get this research done. So I hope you guys appreciate this is that Justin Herbert has left 175 yards and four touchdowns on the field due to drops, due to offensive penalties. Keenan Allen's let him down. Mike Williams has dropped a touchdown. Jalen Guyton's dropped a touchdown. He's had some rotten luck. And now he's got this matchup against Kansas City where I think the luck will even out and go into his favor. I think he's going to complete a lot of passes in this game, just as he's completed 31 passes in each of his first two games. And that number should be higher because of all the penalties that have called back completions and the drop passes that his receivers have given him. I'm going over 26 and a half completions for Justin Herbert in a game. He should absolutely be in a high scoring shootout in. This is my favorite prop of the week. I think he's going to absolutely obliterate this number. Well, and you're you're right to to do that. As a lifelong Chiefs fan who watches way more Chiefs football than a lot of other people, people our defensive secondary stinks. I don't care about the honey badger. 
it stinks. And it showed up against the Ravens when we couldn't guard it. I could have scored that touchdown over the middle last week against the Ravens. There was nobody within 20 yards. 20 yards. Um, yeah. What's going on? My man Thomas in the comment section says Eckler is going to get all the touches, which brings me, Alex, to you, sir. Yes, sir. So I agree, coach, and I agree. Um, Dave, I like that prop a lot as well. Speaking of favorite props, this is one of my favorite props. I've given this out on Twitter. Somehow it hasn't moved, but it's Austin Eckler over 37 and a half receiving yards. After a super bizarre week one, Eckler inexplicably had 10, or excuse me, zero targets in the passing game. In week two versus the Cowboys, he had nine targets. He turned that into nine catches for 61 yards against Dallas. Um, he had tre- He's had a tremendous historical success versus the Chiefs. He's gone over this number in four of his last five games against Kansas City for an 80% hit rate. Over the at same span, he's averaging 65 receiving yards per game. Even in an injury play 2020 season, Eckler still finished the season averaging 40 receiving yards per game. In 2019, which was Eckler's real breakout season, he averaged 62 receiving yards per game. Uh, last season, the Chiefs surrendered the most receiving yards to opposing running backs in the NFL, giving up 846, good for 52 receiving yards per game to the position. I just love this spot for Eckler. He's super talented. Um, he's obviously, you know, a Swiss Army knife. This game projects to be extremely high scoring, feature plenty of offense and yards. Um, I can also see a scenario where Kansas City gets up big and early on and the chargers abandon the run even if it remains competitive competitive i still anticipate eckler will be heavily involved in the charger passing attack so yeah i love this prop austin eckler over 37 and a half receiving yards i love i'm predicting he'll have one of those receptions where i saw him two years ago in person against the chiefs and he he just carved him up they can't even see him coming out of the backfield he's so small and by the time he gets the ball, they have no idea where he is youtube comment Tom, uh, thomas wants to make clear dave that you he thinks you said Herbert's over yards, but you're saying Herbert's over completions is your favorite bet, right? If Clarify? I said yards, I meant completions. Yes. Okay. Completions. Okay. I also think he'll have over 26 and a half yards though, coach. <laughs> <laughs> we believe that that would be your best bet of the week. If that, that was my best bet of my lifetime. <laughs> Can you imagine if a sports book made that mistake and said his number was over 26 and a half? Oh my gosh. I would literally sell my house right. and put whatever I had on it. Uh, all right. We do have another uh, YouTube question from this game and kind of the number. And I learned this from a man, Alex, that is a high number as far as uh, receptions, no matter who it is, is that six and a half number. Travis Kelsey is at seven and a half. So the question is, would you play the under there? Alex, you can start. And Dave, if you got something. Yeah, I personally would not. Um, if I had to go one way, I, I'd lean over. I mean, Kelsey to me is the biggest mismatch in the NFL. Um, he's Mahomes' favorite target. That being said, the Chargers have a very great safety in Derwin James. Um, they could really try to, you know, uh, put a lot of attention and try and take Kelsey out of the game. Much easier said than done. But yeah, I, I cannot envision a scenario fading Kelsey unless this number was at like eight and a half or nine and a half. But yeah, I I personally would lean over. It's very high. I'm staying away from it, but yeah, if I had to choose, I'm going over. I would lean over as well, but I I just don't understand why you would put yourself through that type of torture. (laughs) You're, you're going to have to wait and wait and wait. This, this was one that won't happen until the fourth quarter in the game. If it happens at all, he hasn't had more than seven catches in a game yet this season, but you go back to last year and the way that he finished up for Kansas City, it was eight catches, eight catches, eight catches. We even won with 10. Uh, there, there was one game where he had, I guess 10 was the high, 
but he had five games in a row, six of his last seven of his last eight games coach with at least eight receptions. But that was last year. This is this year. And it's it's just too high of a number. Even if the even if it were juiced in your favor, say it's plus one ten or plus one twenty, I just don't think it's worth the risk. I think you could yeah. find a better bet out there. Yeah, they, they could decide to try to stop him and and stopping him is seven catches and you still wouldn't catch. We we ran into the same problem last week with Devontae Adams. He luckily the Packers were still throwing in the fourth quarter and he was sitting on seven. His number was seven and a half, and he made a diving catch to get to eight, and that was it. And he was targeted all night long and he barely got past that number. So uh, keep that in mind. That's a really high number, even for a great player. All right, moving on. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in one right now because we don't have this game in our rundown. Uh, Derek Carr has been fighting injuries. We know he's got a bad ankle. Uh, They're playing the dolphins this week. So YouTube question, Derek Carr over 279 and a half yards. He's been dynamic through two weeks thus far. Week one, he sailed over 400 yards against the Ravens. Thoughts on this number? I think it's a little high. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Carr. I think he's been phenomenal to start the season. I think the Raiders are a very underrated football team. That being said, on the other side, I think the Dolphins possess one of the best secondaries in the NFL. They haven't played like it this season. I expect them to get back on track a little bit this game. I think they have two of the best cover boundary corners in the league. Um, that being said, you know, Darren Waller is still a great target in the middle of the field. I expect him to play well, but yeah, I, I think this number is high. I think this is going to be somewhat of a low scoring defensive game. I expect the Dolphins defense to play a lot better than they showed in the first two weeks. So yeah, I would actually look under. Guys, he's thrown for over 300 yards in six of his last seven games. And the seventh game that he didn't throw for over 300 yards, he left early with an injury. If Josh Jacobs is out, and maybe even if Josh Jacobs is in, this is a Raiders squad that cannot run the football. They struggle with it. And if it's Kenyon Drake as the main back with Peyton, the beefcake barber, as the backup behind him, no chance in hell are you going to see the Raiders (laughs) be able to run a balanced approach. I kind of like the over on this one. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm going to go against you on this one. I think that there's a chance that he can continue this 300-yard streak, even against Miami. It is a very good secondary. They've got some clutch corners, but that middle of the field, it's going to be wide open for Darren Waller. And they've got Henry Ruggs, who's got the speed to beat any corner in the game. And keep an eye out for Brian Edwards. He's more of a perimeter receiver. He'll draw the worst matchup in the game. But for, for the fantasy folks who are watching out there, this is one of the deep sleepers that I'm keeping an eye on. He had a touchdown called back last week. He's six foot three, very physical, rangy type of perimeter receiver. Absolutely think he can absolutely matter at some point this year for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think Derek Carr does keep the streak going of over 300 yards, just outside my top 12 quarterback rankings for fantasy in week number three. By the way, speaking of rugs, two weeks in a row, he has cleared his yardage total on a really long play late in the second half. So keep your eyes on him because they like to like dink and dunk, go to Waller, and then boom, there goes rugs deep. And we cashed both of those the last two weeks. Uh, we are crossing the bottom of the hour. You're watching our NFL week three prop specials. Dave Richard from Fantasy Football Today and our guru prop stars from somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. We're never going to tell you where. He's in his lab all all the time. We are just 11 likes away from 100. It's so very important. If you haven't hit the like button yet, please hit it now so we can give away a year-long subscription and then try to get to 200 before the end of the hour. Quickly, along those same lines, Dave, you said that the Raiders cannot run the ball. 
Murray's prop is over 33 and a half. And the number is 33 and a half. What do you make of that number? For Murray? I think they meant, I, I, they don't have a first name here. Yeah, for Murray. Well, if it's Latavius Murray, he he would be on the Ravens now. Why do I? Why I am would, I thinking? Because because he I don't used to be on the Raiders. He broke yeah, into the NFL. He was on the Raiders. <laughs> uh, remind me to tell you a story sometime about the Thursday night game against your Chiefs, where he made me look like a total clown, and I literally was crying on my living room floor while watching that game. So Latavius Murray's got a place in the Hall of Shame for me, but. He's been a great player throughout his career. I think he goes under 33 yards. I, I, I'm a big fan of Tyson Williams. I think he has uh, the better rushing game for the Ravens. Okay. He made you look like an idiot, just like I made myself <laughs> look like an idiot uh, right there. Okay. We've just gone over the 100 likes number, so we're getting ready to change a life and welcome a new person to the Sportsline family. Oh, look who just won our sweepstakes. We just read one of his questions. Hika Saito. Hika Saito, the jeweler, will reach out to you on social media, give you all the details. You now have a year-long pass to Sportsline, all the analysis, all the cappers, all the simulations. You've got it for free. Thank you so much for watching our nice. shows. Uh, one more qu uh, question from the Chiefs game before we get too far away from that. Tyreek Hill has been fantastic. He was in week one. Last week, he was covered up quite a bit. That allowed for Kelsey and other guys. His number is 82 and a half receiving yards. How do we feel about that? I think this number is low. I think it's attainable. I would lean over personally not playing it. It's still somewhat close to what I had projected for him. Um, yeah, I expect him to have a bounce back game. I expect a little squeaky wheel treatment. I expect him to, you know, have a lot more targets than he had last week where the Ravens made a you know big emphasis to take him out of the game. So yeah, I like the over here. The only thing I'll disagree with is why is the wheel squeaky? Why do we say squeaky wheel? We, we know that he, I, I get what you're saying, Alex. I'm not saying that it's wrong that he's, he wants to make up for last week and he's talking about it amongst his coaches and he's saying it. Why do we say squeaky wheel for that? It's always kind of made me wonder. It made me think about it a little bit. Hmm, why would they do that? I don't know. I don't know either. And I feel like you just wasted 30 seconds of my time. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> uh, real quick, though, I'm glad you were talking because the bosses just called me. They always feel like they call me in the middle of a show. They don't like they don't know that I'm doing a show. So the bosses just told me, Coach, we're not going to give away one more at 200 likes. We're going to give away two more if we get to 200 likes. So get that nice. like button and let's go. All right, let's move on to our next game on the board. The Saints at the Patriots. And this is a very, very interesting matchup. Week one, Jameis Winston was the toast of the town. Five touchdown passes, yet less than 150 yards passing. The first quarterback in NFL history to ever do that, boys. That's hard to do. That's really, really hard to do. But he came back down to earth week two and looked just average at best against the Panthers. So they go on the road against the Patriots team with Mac Jones, who looked really good in beating the Jets last week. The Patriots giving three, the total of 42 and a half. I know, Dave, you're looking at the Patriots offense for your prop. So the thing is with the wheel, why does it squeak? No, I'm <laughs> okay. uh, my talk got nothing to do with, with Jameis Winston or the Saints, but it's got everything to do with James White. And he's been doing a great job, as usual, being available to Mac Jones as a check down guy 
put up at least 45 receiving yards each of the first two games of the season. And he's come through with at least 61 total yards each of the first two games in the season. And Josh McDaniels, guy's got a big head. That means he's got a big brain. And he knows that when he's taking on the New Orleans Saints defense, running the football against them might not be the best way to attack them, at least early on in the game. So why not deploy James White a little bit more? And that's where we can take advantage with his player prop of over 49 and a half total yards in the game. I think it's an absolute winner. He might be able to do that just on his receiving prowess alone. Toss in a couple of carries that he'll also get. James White's been playing more snaps, believe it or not, than Damian Harris so far this year. I think this is another easy one that we can make some cash on. Yeah, we cashed it easy last week, and let's do it again this week. I got two YouTube comments from this game, so let's stay right here. First one, Alex, let's go thoughts on Kamara, Alvin Kamara over four and a half catches. Yeah, I think that number is spot on. I'd personally stay away from it. Um, Kamara's struggled last week. I expect him to be way more involved with the game plan. I don't know if that necessarily means he's going to have more receiving targets or he'll get more rushing attempts. Well, I definitely expect his rushing attempts to go up compared to last week. But yeah, it doesn't necessarily tell me that he's going to be more involved in the passing game. So yeah, I think that number's accurately set. I'd personally stay away from it. or I don't have a strong lean one way or the other. Okay. Dave, we have another one YouTube comment. Winston over 215 and a half passing yards. It seems obvious that he can go way over that, just knowing how good of a passer he is and and how weird this offense just has been operating. And I talked about how the Saints run defense was good. Well, the Patriots run defense isn't exactly bad either. I'd be okay taking the over on this. One thing to keep in mind, it was learned last week that while the, the Saints coaching staff down a bunch of their guys. They had a hard time getting plays into Jameis Winston's earpiece. And the offensive line was without their starting center. Winston had to yell louder to get the plays out to his teammates. It was kind of a mess. And I, I think that this is a game not necessarily going to be one where the Patriots are going to build a lead and the Saints are going to have to play from behind. But it's one where I think New Orleans is going to have to throw the ball a little bit. So asking him to get 220, 230 yards, I think that's easy for him to do. I think he'll be able to get that done. I would take the over. I think Jameis is capable here, but I think the real issue to me is the New Orleans receivers. I'm just not confident in them. I, you know, you've got Marquez Calloway, uh, Deontay Harris. I just think they're really missing Michael Thomas. Uh, they're missing like a really competent pass catching tight end. Obviously, Kamara is a great receiving back, but yeah, I just think that the weapons are lacking in the passing attack. I also think the Patriots have a very good secondary. Um, yeah, I think Winston's capable, but I think this is a tough matchup for him. I think they're going to try to run the ball um, against New England. It was really hard to watch because I was at the uh, Caesar Sportsbook. And if anybody's living in the Hammond, Indiana area, go out and check it out. It's a very nice sports book. Uh, as I'm watching every single game, it was really hard to even focus on the Saints and the Panthers every time Winston and that offense would come on the field. They just didn't know what they were doing. And I, I would tend to lean under here, too, uh, just because of what I saw now. That's why I'm not the expert, but man, it was tough to watch Jameis not know where his receivers are against a, a very good, we know, uh, Panthers uh, defense. Uh, all right, moving on. Great stuff as always today, guys. Let's go ahead and get to uh, 200 likes. Let's get there, please. Our next game. This is, to me, the game 
of the week. We're talking the Bucks undefeated. Tom Brady, nine touchdown passes in the first two weeks, four of those to Rob Gronkowski. Now, I still haven't looked up the number because I'm angry, and it may not play out what the number was for Gronk to lead the NFL in passing touchdown catches, but I'm sure it was very, very hot. Because right now, he does. Uh, now, this number, the Rams are minus one. It's a 425 Eastern game, which we love. It's 50 miles from where I'm sitting right now at the beautiful SoFi Stadium. Zero home field advantage. The total, a robust 55 and a half. Um, Alex, let's start with you. Yeah, I've got two props in this game. Uh, the first one is Chris Godwin over five and a half receptions at plus 100. Uh, I love this prop. Uh, the dynamic slot receiver who also happens to be Tom Brady's security blanket. He leads all Buccaneers and targets, receptions, and yards after the first two weeks. Um, I expect him to have an even larger target share this week as Antonio Brown, as we know, tested positive for COVID, is considered unlikely to play on Sunday. Uh, the Rams have a very stingy pass defense that features, obviously, you know, one of the best corners in the league in Jalen Ramsey. They have the way they move Godwin around. I expect him to... Um, I expect him to mostly avoid Jalen Ramsey. Um, Ramsey primarily sticks to one side of the field where they line up Godwin all over the formation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Rams defensive scheme is predicated on preventing big plays down the field. As a result, their corners provide a pretty significant cushion, which gives opposing receivers the opportunity to rack up a lot of catches close to the line of scrimmage. Five, 10 yards down the field. I expect Brady to look Godwin's way a lot to move the chains. I expect double digit targets. And I yeah, love that this is plus odds. So yeah, I love uh, Godwin over five and a half catches. And then my other prop that I have is a really fun one. We were talking about Robert Woods a lot earlier in the show is Robert Woods over one half rushing yard um, <laughs> over the last... <laughs> Over the last three seasons, Wood has totaled 60 rushing attempts, good for just under 1.3 attempts per game over that span. It's a career average of 6.9 yards per carry. So this prop just largely comes down to whether or not we think he's going to receive a carry. If we zoom in a little bit closer, he's had at least one rushing attempt in 15 of his last 18 regular season games. He's gone over in 13 of those games, which is good for a 72% hit rate. Obviously, we know that the Rams lost Cam Akers for the season. I believe McVay is going to continue leaning on wide receiver end-around plays, which Woods is obviously the primary beneficiary of that. We only need one yard. So, yeah, I like his (laughs) chances to get one or two attempts on Sunday. I tell people all the time, betting is supposed to be fun at the end of the day. We try to make it as fun as we possibly can. If that's not a fun bet, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. Uh, Dave, I have one for you. YouTube comment. Matthew Stafford over one and a half touchdown passes. He has five through the first two weeks. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is an easy one. I think it's going to go over. I wish that there was a little less juice behind it at minus 120, but they've they've got to charge more juice because otherwise they've got to make it over two and a half. Again, Mm -hmm. this is a Rams offense under Sean McVay. When they've played Tampa Bay, they don't bother banging their head into the wall with their run defense. That Bucks run defense is really good. They're passing on them. They're going to throw a ton. And other than the one or maybe two times when Robert Woods gets an end around carry so he can gain at least one yard, we will see Matthew Stafford throw downfield quite a bit, expecting him to have two touchdowns. That's a cakewalk. I think he could have as many as four in the game. Love him in fantasy this week. Absolutely love that prop as well. Uh, real quick, Alex, I don't know if you saw the comment section. <laughs> My man, Paul Eckel, he says this may sound crazy, but would you still play him at one and a half? 
yards rushing if you're Robert Woods. <laughs> now, I play that's, him one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's very, very, very good. That's very good. That's very good. Thank you, Paul. Man, that was really, really funny. That was really funny. Uh, all right, keep those coming uh, as we are getting closer and closer to the end of our show. Let's try to get to 200 likes so we can give away two uh, subscriptions to Sportsline and memberships and make you a part of our family. Now, our next game on the board, and it's the last game on our board today, Packers 49ers. Sunday night football, currently 49ers giving three. The total sits at an even 50. Alex, I know you got to play in this one. Where is the love for Debo Samuel? Where uh, is yeah. it? Where is it? I mean, this guy has been unbelievable. The prop is Debo over 64 and a half receiving yards coming into week two. He led the entire NFL in receiving yards. Um, he ranks first in yards after the catch, yards per game. He had 282 yards in the first two games. He's expand, expanded his route tree, which has uh, resulted in a lot of additional targets down the field. They're not just using him close to the line of scrimmage and manufacturing touches. Well, they're still doing that, but they're opening yeah. him up to go all over the place. I love the way that Kyle Shanahan deploys him and finds very creative ways to get him the ball, lines him up all over the formation. Uh, he'll face a Green Bay defense that he I played better in week two after getting embarrassed in week one by the Saints, but I'm not scared of it all. I'm also confident that the 49ers scheme will get plenty of ways to get the ball in their number one receiver's hand. Um, yeah, Debo has just never been short on talent. He's dealt with a variety of injuries, soft tissue injuries since entering the NFL. He's fully healthy for the first time since his rookie season. I mean, I think this prop is close to a lock if he stays healthy and plays, you know, a full complement of snaps. I love this prop. He's also very, very underrated after catching the football. I he is dynamic, right? Right? Yeah. He really yeah. is. Yeah. It's hard to get him down. He's a beast. He's an absolute beast when he, uh, the, the yak, as we call him, the yak is always good. And that's how you accumulate those yards uh, if you're a slot wide receiver. Uh, I love that play too. Um, uh, I want to go back. We have a couple more before we get out of here. Patrick Mahomes. Over two and a half touchdowns. This was my favorite play a week ago. Um, and I think you very eloquently uh, described what this game should look like. So my gut is this should be the over play. What do you guys think? I'd lean, over, I'd lean over here. Um, okay. At the same time, I, I do believe that the, the middle of um, the San Diego, or excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers defense is soft. They gave up a huge game to the combination of Zeke and Pollard in week two. Antonio Gibson had a big game in week one. I actually gave this prop out earlier in the week. It was Clyde Edwards Hilaire over 43 and a half rushing yards. It shot up all the way to 53 or 55 and a half. I wouldn't take it there. That being said, I could see Kansas City um, trying to establish the run a lot more, attacking San Diego in the middle of their defense where they've proven to be pretty vulnerable. Uh, that being said, I would lean over on this prop. Definitely not playing it's over, but I do expect the Chiefs to run the ball quite a bit more than they did in the first two weeks. Uh, I, I I agree with the lean. It should go over, and it really doesn't matter who they're playing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, they're, he's going to do what he's going to do, and the Chiefs are going to let him do it. And so the opportunity for him to throw three touchdowns, and remember, Coach, those little pop passes, those little shovel passes that he throws to Tyreek Hill when he runs in motion right in front of him at the snap, that's a pass. That counts when Tyreek Hill runs it in for a touchdown when they do that inside the five. And it's plays like that that have taken away from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 
who isn't necessarily like a bell cow running back for them anymore. I think they're a little skittish on Edwards Elaire. If you are going to take a side, it is the over, but I do think there are other props that you should put your money on besides this one, just in case Mahomes ends up with 350 yards and only two touchdowns and the chiefs run away in a laugher. You'll still feel kind of silly putting your money on over two and a half scores from Mahomes. I will tell you full disclosure that last week, the first touchdown was exactly what you're talking about though. I had looked down and when I looked back up and they were running, I was like, no, not realizing that he had done the little shovel pass. I thought he had done the, the, the handoff. So I was pleasantly surprised when they do the whole, you know, lower third touchdown catch and all that. I was like, Oh, thank goodness. But yeah, I was screaming at first because I was like, Oh, that takes away. Cause they are the Patrick Mahomes is the king the king of jumping out and then just sitting on the ball, the third and fourth quarter or not scoring in the fourth quarter or doing what happened with the Ravens, getting a lead and then getting stopped. I wish if they could play a full four quarters, they would be unbeatable, but they lose their, they lose their concentration. Alex, what do you got, bud? Uh, gentlemen, can you believe that they opened Mahomes's over two and a half touchdown line last week at plus plus one twenty-five? That was just one of the craziest mm-hmm. Things I've seen all year. Yeah, I made that a really big play. I just couldn't believe that they gave that plus odds. And you cashed that ticket big time. All right, I think we got to everybody's question. I think we did. So, Jeweler, only a couple things left to do. Let's go ahead and throw up that recap, our official plays from the show, and look at this, and it looks absolutely glorious. Let's start with Dave. He likes Justin Herbert over 26 and a half completions. Tyson Williams of the Ravens over 56 and a half rushing yards. And James White, he cashed early last week on the reception yards. This week, we're going to go over 49 and a half. Carlos Hyde, uh, that's total yards. Sorry, total yards, not just receptions. Under seven and a half receiving yards for Carlos Hyde. I love that one. And then Justin the fields over one and a half touchdowns. He will start for the Chicago bears this week as Andy Dalton is out uh, injured, but Matt Nagy made sure to tell us that if he was healthy, Andy Dalton would still be your starting quarterback. Whatever. Good. Good. Don't worry about it. a year from now. You want to be doing press conferences, uh, prop stars. He loves Chris Godwin over five and a half catches for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Debo. Debo Samuel, 49ers over 64 and a half receiving yards. Lamar Jackson under 27 and a half passing attempts. Then Austin Eckler loved this one. This kid is a beast pound for pound. Uh, maybe the best player in the NFL pound for pound over 37 and a half receiving yards. Then Robert Woods of the Rams over one half rushing yards, one half rushing yards. All right. We close out every single show with your final thoughts. Uh, Alex, I'll start with you and then Dave, you go. Yeah, I'm super excited for this weekend. Week three, the first two weeks have been awesome. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to keeping the momentum rolling. Really looking forward to that Green Bay of uh, San Francisco game. Yeah, I'm just super excited for more props. <laughs> when, when you watch that game between the Vikings and the Seahawks, number one, I expect it to be a very high scoring game. Both of those offenses have looked great. Number two, keep an eye on KJ Osborne. He's the number three receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. He's playing in the slot more than Adam Thielen, and he's going to be tougher for the Seahawks to cover because they're already so focused on Thielen and Jefferson there. I think we could see his props hit over as well. And I don't know if the books have really caught up to him yet as being Mm -hmm. a central part of this passing game for the Minnesota Vikings. It's a little bit new. It's a little bit different to see three wide receivers getting so much love from Kirk cousins, but their defense really hasn't stepped up. So I'm interested in seeing how that works out. I really like the Austin Eckler over Alex. I'm glad you hit that. I think the chargers have a chance. Uh, 
coach, cover your ears for a second. I think the Chargers have a chance to go into Arrowhead and uh, take down the beloved Kansas City Chiefs. One of two big upsets that I think could happen this week. The other one, Bengals over Steelers in Heinz Field. Watch out for it. That Steelers offensive line is dreadful and their defense is beat up. I think the Steelers have proven that it's hard for us to let things go. And we don't want to let Big Ben and his great career go. It's over. He can't move. He can't throw. He can't do anything. I like that play. I also don't hate the Chargers over the Chiefs, even though I love the Chiefs, but we've got to fix our defense. It's just not good enough. We can't stop anybody when it matters. We couldn't even stop the Ravens going 10 yards when we needed to on Monday night. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Um, Real quick, tell the good people at home, Dave, where they can find your award-winning fantasy football today on Sunday. Well, on Sunday, 10 a.m. on CBS Sports HQ, you will find Fantasy Football Today. It's our crew giving you the best fantasy advice that we possibly can. All you need to do is download the free CBS Sports app on your phone. This is me pretending to have your phone in my hand and downloading the app for you. Or on any device that gets Wi-Fi, just go to CBSSportsHQ.com. You would do that like this. You'd punch it in with your thumbs, uh, assuming you have opposable thumbs. And then you'd go ahead and watch the best pregame show you can on Sunday. It's not on TV. It's on your devices, CBS Sports HQ. I tell people all the time, if you think that streaming and digital and TV, there's any difference between the three now, uh, it's all the same. It's all the same. And that show is amazing. You kind of remind me of that new commercial that's out right now where the lady has the, the sponge and she's pretending that it's the phone and she can't figure out why the sponge isn't working. It's if you haven't seen it, it'd be funny if you'd seen it. Clearly, you guys haven't seen that. Uh, all right. Uh, our programming update. We have three big shows on Sunday, our normal morning show at 10 a.m. Eastern time in your feed. Follow our YouTube channel. If you're watching us right now, you're here. Hit the notification button. So every single time a new show or new content comes into your feed, you get notified. Then from noon to one, we break down every single game on the board and give you all the latest props, sides, spreads, everything. Alex, I believe you're a big part of that show. Are you not? I am indeed, coach, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, you're damn right you are. You're such an important part of that show. And then at 7 p.m. Eastern time, another full hour where we look back at our picks, gloat about the ones we win, uh, say, what do we do with the ones that we lost? And then we count down to Sunday night football all the way up to kickoff time. And as I told you, week one, we cashed a plus 4,000 ticket live on that show. So hashtag, it pays to watch. It pays to watch. That's all the time we got. That's all the damage we can do. So, boys, you know there's only one thing left to do. There's only one thing left to do. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my man, Dave Richard, for the best props guru in America. No, 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 no. In the world. At Prop Stars on the Twitter. And the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. I, of course, am the coach. Tell your friends that your favorite daily sports betting show of record, there's only one name. We like to call it The Early Edge. Good luck. Good luck.